0: Glad to be here with you. Is that song too much or what? Like that song, you feel like you can't sing it like hard enough, loud enough. Did you ever have that problem? Yeah, great. And it just keeps ramping up and cycling. It's like, let's try it one more time. Like, oh, it's just a good song. And, and I'll tell you what's amazing about our worship times. The more you get to know him, and the more you walk with him. And don't get tricked into letting theology, doctrine, or the church go to take the place of knowing him. Knowing him is what it's all about having a relationship with God. You can let your daily devotion take the place of knowing Him. Even though it's okay to sit and do your devotion, but you can do it in a very impersonal way, and you can let that make you qualify. And hey, I did my devotion this morning, but have you been with Him? Because being with Him and knowing Him is the only thing that will truly transform our lives apart from our own works. You're saved by grace through faith. Every time you release faith in the truth, Grace comes to make that truth your reality and you don't have to try to become it. Grace empowers you to be that thing. You're not going to do that apart from relationship with God. I know in in, in the church in America we preach that Jesus is the way to heaven, but He's really the way back to the Father. He's back. He paid the price for you to have union with God. Please don't miss that. Please get to know the Lord. Please talk to Him when you're all alone. Please talk to Him more than you let the thoughts of your mind just race please talk to Him more than you just call somebody else and talk to them about it. Be with the Lord. Really. Like Jesus said, I know what we say. We say eternal life is praying a prayer to go to heaven and asking God to forgive your sins. I know we've said that. I've heard that my whole life as a child growing up. But Jesus said eternal life is knowing Him, the only true God. I'm going to go with Jesus on this one. (laughs) I've read in Scripture where knowledge can puff you up, but love edifies. I've seen it in my life where I've met people that know the Word so well they can quote it, finish it while you're speaking it. But sometimes they're mean. And mad. And they got issues and people trouble and their knowledge puffs them up and they get judgmental and they use the Word in a way that God is never intending. You know that you know Him when you walk in love. And love is in weakness. Love is Jesus. The Bible says, Beloved, let us love one another. It's First John 4, 7. It's there. Beloved, let us love one another for God is... And everyone who loveth now you have to understand when he says loveth, he's talking about love. He's talking about Bible love. He's talking about not taking account of suffered wrongs. He's talking about not seeking your own. He's talking about not having issues and people stuff. And he said, she said, well, I wouldn't, well, how come they? Well... No, no, no. He's talking about love. He's not talking about tit for tat and he said, she said, and I wouldn't feel this way if they didn't. Well, they started it. We've been trained by a language that he's never spoken. We've been trained by a mindset and perspective that you cannot find in the life of Jesus Christ. And if you didn't learn it from him, where'd we learn it? I'm just telling you, we've been homeschooled in the wrong home. The wisdom of man hath become our truth. There's a way that seemeth right to a man, but its way leadeth unto death. It's not about being right. It's about walking in righteousness. It's about being right with God. It's it's never about having issues. He said, Beloved, let us love one another because he's love. And everyone who loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Which tells me you can't love apart from knowing him because he is love. So you've got to get grafted back into the vine. You have to get hooked back up to him. You can't just bite your lip and say, Okay, I'm going to love him people say back off brother I'm trying to forgive when you're trying to forgive you're in unforgiveness you say well I'm trying not to be mad you're already mad knowing him is what's going to change us he said beloved let us love one another he said because God is loving everyone everyone all inclusive everyone who loveth there's a reason because you're born of God and you knoweth God he said in verse 8, he who loveth not. Now I understand he doesn't say isn't born of God. He doesn't say you're not born of God. He, but he says this, he who loveth not knoweth not God. He didn't say you don't go to church. He didn't say you're not a pastor. He didn't say you don't go on a mission trip. He didn't say you don't lead and worship and teach as an itinerant preacher. Let me tell you what he did say. He who loveth not, there's one reason, not two. One, not two. One, you don't know God. It doesn't say you don't know all about him. It doesn't say you can't preach a sermon concerning him and be correct theologically. Wow. That's
1: right.
0: Oh, oh. It's powerful. He who loveth not, that means who has issues and hang-ups and past memories that are affecting them today and they can't release people and see people for their value, purpose, and potential instead of their mistakes, failures, or even willfulness. You've got to learn to separate people from what they're doing and what they're called to, what they're doing and what they're created for. You can do that without being afraid of enabling them. You can do that without being afraid to be a doormat. Jesus was not a doormat. But he never changed his mind about you. Isn't that amazing? Who feels like they gave the Lord fits in this room? Who feels like they fought the Lord for a while or ignored convictions or did things they knew better and did them anyway? Who, Who feels like they've ever done that? Okay, so did God. Change his mind about you. Did God change anything? Did Jesus backtrack? Did could you change who he is through that? Why? Because his love never fails, because God is love. Let's not miss this. I know he's God, he's an amazing being, and, and, and I'm not downsizing God when I say this. He he knows what I'm saying, so don't you jump the gun and judge me quick. He he doesn't just do these things because he's God. He does them because he's love. Oh, yeah. oh, amen. And if we don't get that, we can't follow that. Because you can't follow God, but you can follow love. Come on, man, Jesus was mistreated more than any man will ever be mistreated in the history of time. There was never anyone more pure, more perfect, and more amazing. And they said he was none of that. They said it was better to release Barabbas and kill him. That's strange. Barabbas killed a man. Jesus raises the dead. (laughs) Barabbas causes conspiracy. Jesus is pursuing peace. And somehow they have a problem with him. He can't do enough good. It's always challenged and questioned and criticized. But he never stopped doing good, did he? He never stopped being good. He never changed his mind. Why? Because he's Jesus? Because he's love. Well, there you go. That Jesus told me, Greg, to follow him. Oh, and that's even better than singing to him. Because singing to him is great. But following him is amazing. Amen. I've never been so free in my life. I'm either the most deceived man you ever met or I'm free. Time will tell. I got my chips on free. My chips are on free. I pushed them all over on the free space. Why? Because you just get to see me for a weekend, and you might think I'm just ramped up or put on my preaching jacket. I live with me. I get to live with me. So I know me. I woke up with me this morning. It was awesome you know why it was awesome because I'm free I'm not self-conscious I don't have issues I'm not waiting for you to do anything right for me or nice for me watch this you have no ability to break my heart to hurt me to slow me down why I did not wake up to be loved by you I woke up to be more like him I woke up to follow Jesus not need something from you that empowers me to better love you And now you can never fail me or let me down or be my justifiable, solical reason for not being like him. Well, I'd be more like Jesus if it wasn't for Greg. (laughs) Well, that doesn't fly. I used you as an example because that was a funny example. (laughs) I didn't want to say anybody else's name. They might have took me serious. (laughs) This is what happened to us. Adam was made for God's image. Adam was made to house God's glory. But in God's glory, people, let's not forget his God's nature, God's heart and everything that he is. Let's not just think Adam was some power-packed, awesome, shining, radiant dude that has dominion. He possessed the very heart and nature of God. Adam was made to love. And when God looked after he named all the animals, he said, wow. Every animal has a comparable partner, has one comparable Adam has none. There's none comparable to this man. What's he saying? There's nowhere for this love to go. There's nowhere this love can multiply. As I made the man to manifest myself on the earth through the man, the man is stuck like I was stuck before I made the man. Hmm. Puts him in a deep sleep. Doesn't make another lump of clay. Reaches into the man. in Pastor, into the fullness of God in the man. He reaches the strength, the nature, the person of God in the man. He reaches into God in man and brings out the woman. He makes what was one two so two could be one. Highest expression of God on the earth. A married couple. Surrender. Two wills becoming one. Two purposes becoming one. Different personalities, different preferences. I'm not talking about cloning and uniformity. I'm, I'm talking about like hearts. I'm talking about a man and a woman waking up in the morning for the kingdom of God. I'm talking about a man and a woman that have humbled themselves for the cause of the Lord that have denied themselves and given themselves for the glory of God together to synergism, to be a stronger one. Yeah? yeah. Where, where they actually grow and mature. This thing is so possible. Let's not be sold cheap and get lulled to sleep. Where they actually believe that tension and animosity and frustration in a relationship is a no-go. And as far as they're concerned, it's not going to happen because it takes two to tango and one to make peace. Come on. Oh, I feel the uncomfortable quiet in the room. I perceive a lot of things. No, it's okay. Come on. Every time we live that way, we just prove, that we reveal, that we don't have the revelation of Jesus that we sing about. It doesn't mean we're bad and evil and hypocrites. It means we have a lack of understanding, but that's what we're destroyed from. And you grew up hearing, what you don't know won't hurt you. Wrong! It's a lie. Well, what you don't know won't hurt you. It's a lie. It's a lie. What you don't know is destroying you, taking advantage of you, eating you up. In all you're getting, get understanding. (laughs) Yeah? Come on, man, tension, animosity. All of a sudden, you're committed. You understand that Jesus made you for a reason. And you pursue that reason, and it's not going to heaven someday. It's heaven coming back into you now so the kingdom of God is here. So you can walk in the light as he's in the light. So you can follow him. Jesus said he was the light of the world. And before he left, guess what he said to the guys? You're now the light of the world. So let your light so shine before men so they see your life lived, your good works, and they glorify just the way you found the Father through me. And when you see me, you've seen the Father. Tag, you're it. Here's the baton. New covenant, New Testament church. I'm putting my life in you, my spirit in you. Walk in the light as he's in the light. And let your light so shine before man. So why are we on the planet? To shine Not to make it, whatever that means. Come on. At large, I travel all over. There's mentalities that I've seen that are from coast to coast. Messages that benefit us. Getting lulled to sleep and believing Jesus has just come to make sure our lives go better. We think he's here just to protect us and provide for us and kind of serve us. There's discouraged people that go to church. It proves something. We don't understand why he came. We're taking life personal instead of the gospel. We're only as good as it's going instead of as good as he is in us. All of a sudden we're letting life speak louder than truth. That's a problem because truth makes you free. See, if you're not free, you don't need deliverance. Freedom is the absence of truth. We don't need as much deliverance as we think. We need truth in our lives. And what we don't see is destroying us and taking advantage of us. There's a reason every one of us woke up today. And it's to shine. And anything that comes against you shining is an enemy. This little girl, precious girl, she's still good. I see Jesus in her. She's so precious. She's even in the presence of my enemies. you're good.
1: Let me just
0: talk about that for a second. Because your enemies are never flesh and blood. Your wars never flesh and blood. Anything that comes against the light. Anything that's trying to turn you down, to shut you down, to turn you off, to get you self-conscious, people-conscious, instead of kingdom-conscious and Christ-conscious. It's not about things working out the way you're hoping. Sometimes that just don't happen, and it ain't even in God's interest to make that happen. Sometimes he'll let that thing roll out, just wanting you to look like he would in that situation. Why? Because you're the body of Christ. Sometimes we cry and cry for the fire to go out. He wants you to show the world what it looks like to be in there believing. And not even be threatened by the fire and live as if you don't even see it and you're not in denial. Yeah. I'm telling you, we preach a rescue me gospel all over this country. We preach a gospel that serves me instead of transforms me. We we preach tons of beneficial messages that cater to the hearer that make them want to come to God for what they can get from Him instead of how they can be transformed into being more like Him. Christianity is transformation. Not a promise of eternal life. It's new life. Come on. Let's just cut through some religious stuff here. It's hard. I can feel a little bit right now. The goal of Christianity is not you getting to heaven someday. That's a promise because you're one with the eternal one. The goal is to become the man He created you to be, the woman He created you to be from the beginning apart from sin and the fall of man. The redemption of Christ is designed to bring you back to what always was in the beginning. To where man was made in God's image and his likeness. And God is love. God made man to love. We were born into needing it. Why? Because Adam sinned and got separated from the source of love and became in need of love. And every man was born into Adam, and we were all born into no identity. Not one person in this room had a grip on who you were when you were born. When you came to a conscious age of awareness, you were totally insecure, totally dependent on others. You needed stability, a support system. You needed love. You needed appreciated. You needed valued. You needed honored. And amazingly, most of us didn't have that list crackling and popping in our lives. So then we began to learn things about ourselves and believe things about ourselves based on the facts. And at a very young age, you're nothing more than a product of how you responded to how it all went down. And there's where you say you found yourself. And the whole thing's built on a lie. Because you can only find yourself in him. There's so much insecurity in people. There's so much self-consciousness. There's so much need for this and that. A parent, somebody close to us, uncle so-and-so could touch us wrong, and that thing can rule our whole lives. Why? Because we find our identity through what we've been through instead of what he's been through. Whoa, Whoa. That's why people say, well, you don't know what happened to me. Well, you don't know what it was like when I was growing up. Well, you don't know what... Why? They keep going back there because it's the only place they ever found a sense of identity, whether good or bad and they actually believe that's them. And Jesus is saying, come out from among them. That is not you. You're not the person that was touched wrong or unloved by your dad. Take a good, close look. I have loved you from this place. Yeah? Isn't it amazing how quick we're saying, well, you don't know what I'm going through, and never even consider what he went through, and never really get the message. A table for me in the presence of my enemies. She sang it over and over, and it blessed my heart. Because here's the deal. He's still good. He's still good. So that that, psalm, in the presence of the table, in the presence of the enemies, he allows me to feast in the midst of everything that's going on, and that feast is the truth, knowing who I am in the midst of it all so that I can rightly convey what he paid for. It's called walking in love. But Look, why when you're done wrong do you live as if you were done wrong? When you're cheated, why do you live cheated? Because we take on the identity of what's happening instead of what He accomplished. And we live very personal, individual lives and we get tricked into bringing Jesus into that scene hoping He makes sure those things never happen. And if they do happen, we wonder where we missed it. Should I pray harder? What did I do wrong? Did I open a door? Why is the devil? Who's ever heard somebody say this? Well, the devil's really attacking my finances right now. He's not attacking your finances. He's attacking the kingdom and he's using your finances as a tool. It's all about the kingdom. You've got to seek ye first the kingdom of God, not seek ye first the well-being of your finances. When you see clear, you'll have a faith in every area. All of a sudden you'll realize, man, this thing right now, even though I need finances and this ain't good and i got some bills coming, God, you're going to do this. This thing's trying to get me so focused here that I actually get distracted on why I woke up this morning and why I'm alive and why you're in me. And I'm missing that this is a war, a demon war against the kingdom of God. And I get to stand on behalf of the king and seek ye first the kingdom of God. Yeah? But what happens is we start assessing. Well, I don't know what's happening. and anyway, I need prayer. Keep me in prayer. I need another breakthrough. The next thing you know, we're just trying to make it. And the whole time you're in that position, you can't tell me you're shining. And yet you're anointed to be the light of the world. So anything that takes out the light is a lie and an enemy. See, he's just using your finances as a tool. But he's really trying to get the kingdom to shut down in your life. It says the sower sows the word. Chris, the kingdom of God as if a man scatters seed. It says that seed comes to a man's heart. And Satan immediately comes for the word's sake not because he has issues with Chris. He wants to stop the kingdom of God in Chris. He wants to stop the potential of God in Chris. And if Chris takes adversity personal, he's going to miss the whole point. We've taken life personal, many of us. And what we're going through determines how we're doing. And how it's been is how we are. And it's all a lie. Christ in you. The hope of glory, there's a higher view to embrace. Please, please, please don't let people decide where you are. Why would you let what one man said and one man did decide how you are today if their name's not Jesus? Wow. Why would you give people that kind of power in your life? Because it makes sense to men. And we grew up with that trivial called knowledge. I am done with that. Man, if somebody treats me that way, it's going to make me weep for them because if they really knew God and understood who they were, they wouldn't be living that way. They wouldn't be acting that way. It's going to make me want to pray for them and cry for them, not cry because of them. See, my days of being hurt ended a long time ago. My days of being angry, frustrated, disappointed, and discouraged, I lost that platform and landing strip in my life when I got this revelation in my heart. You don't have to believe me. Time will tell that I'm telling the truth one day. I don't even struggle with this stuff anymore, Pastor. And I'm not trying to boast. I'm telling you it's possible. Because this gospel has washed my brain into a way of thinking and I don't know how to see anything else. If I don't wake up for you to love me, then I'm positioned to finally love you. If I need something from you, you might just let me down. And then I might just become a product of what you lacked in. And then your name might come up and you might just be the reason why I'm the way I am. Anybody ever live like that? Think like that? Anybody hear anybody talk any language like that in their life? But here's the thing. I never saw Jesus talk like that. And if you can't put those words in his mouth, why are they in ours? And if we didn't get it from him, then you ought to be concerned where we got it. Who's ever just felt sorry for themselves? The biggest trap in the planet. See, let us make man in our... And it says in verse 27, so God made man in His image, both male and female, after His own likeness, right? He blessed them. He told them to be fruitful, multiply. What's He talking about? Hey, guys, get it on and get pregnant, girl. What He's saying is multiply the image. The whole context is image. So he's telling them to multiply what I created you to be, till the whole earth is filled with my glory. What would it look like? Two people coming together that are selfless, that actually love each other, and lay down their life. And all that is mine is yours, and all that is yours is mine. And in that place, they conceive children, and that's all people would know. That's what was intended. But when they ate the knowledge of the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, everything changed. And man didn't just sin; he took on the nature of God's enemy, and love got perverted into selfishness. Every man on the planet has been born into self-centeredness. Nobody had to teach you to be angry. It came by sheer instinct. Why? Because you personally were violated in some way. You were too little to even speak English. You were barely a year old. But they took the cup out of your hand, or they popped the binky out of your mouth for some reason. Or they tried to change your little diaper and you didn't feel like it, and... Wow, uh, ah. most children, very little. Oh, no, mine, give me, eh. I love kids. I think they're the most amazing thing. But when you look, you can see they're all going to need born again. <laughs> but I love children. What I'm saying is, you can see the self-centered lie right there. Nobody had to teach them. Nobody had to teach two kids how to want the same toy at the same time and fight over it. Come on, little toddlers, they can't even speak. Their moms are sipping tea, crying over Scripture and Jesus. And the kids, no, the kids, and and they're just playing with their little toy, ain't they? So you let the one look at the toy in between them. Ain't nobody even looked at it. They touch that toy. What's the other one do? (laughs) Now they both got the same toy. (laughs) Oh, children, come out, Jesus' name. (laughs) Does this stuff happen? It's self-centeredness. It's me, myself, and I. It's gimme, I want. Give it up. It's live at the expense of another. Love lays down its life. Do you hear the difference? James said, slow to speak, slow to anger, Quick to listen. What are most of us our whole lives? Got a whole lot to say, ticked off, and don't want to hear it. It's not an accident. Perversion. On the earth, we were homeschooled in the wrong home. We were trained by falsity and lies. Every man for himself. Survival of the fittest. It's a lie. It's hurt so many of us. They laugh at you in third grade. Third grade for something you're wearing. Third grade. And you're aware. You're aware of yourself and you know they're laughing at you. And you're faced with a big challenge. You either become introverted and low esteem slowly on the inside or you harden yourself and become a fighter and say, I don't care. But either way, it ain't you. The outcome isn't the real you. It's all built on a lie. And you think you know who you are and you take this little test and you're this type personality and this type. Why am I this? Why am I that? No, no, no. Christ in you. Christ in you. You show me one scripture where Jesus said, if you pray this prayer and ask me into your heart, I'll send you to heaven. He never made heaven the goal. We make heaven the goal. Why? Because it's self-serving. Who wouldn't buy in? It gives you something. Instead, it causes you to become something. Our whole goal is getting people to pray a prayer so they can go to heaven. Jesus said, if any man come after me, there's one thing he's got to do the first thing on the list, if he he thinks he's going to come after me, he needs to deny himself. Why? Because Genesis says you weren't made for yourself. You were made for his image. And the biggest problem on the planet is every day, men wake up and live for themselves when they're made for the image of God. Every day, Christians wake up without realizing it. Not hypocrites. Not evil. Christians, good-hearted people that see their need for a Savior but misunderstand or don't understand the truth wake up and are Christians for themselves. And are vulnerable to be hurt and disappointed and let down, mad at their pastor, shifting churches. Well, I ain't going back. Well, that wasn't a loving place. Should have been. You were there.
1: Oh, wow. wow.
0: Who's seen people go to Atmosphere to test the church? Test. I'm going to go see if they're loving. What's it have to do anything with when you woke up to be like Him? You woke up to love. You're not going to see if a church is loving. Go be love. Go inspire somebody. Give to somebody. Lay down your life. Carry your cross already. And go ahead and follow Him. It's fun to follow Jesus. You don't get hurt in that place because you don't understand it. You say, oh, you don't get hurt, Brother? Listen, you can compare your human experience with mine all you want and be in trouble. I don't even understand hurt anymore. I can't even tell you the last time I had to fight with the feeling of being hurt. Because I am so set in this thing for years that nobody owes me a thing and I didn't wake up for you to love me. I would not attend this church. If this was the church right here, I know we got visitors and people from all over, but if this was the house that attended here every week, I would not come here to find my identity. I would come here already having one. Are you with me? Come on. Hey, Jesus is serious. He ain't playing. That's why I'm aggressive and I smile a lot, but you can hear I'm serious but I ain't spanking nobody. You don't feel corrected. I'm not being mean. It's just sharp. It's straight. It's sobering. But you can't not hear what I'm saying. It's too clear. I don't talk in riddles. Plain language. Because if it wasn't simple, I wouldn't get it. <laughs> so I can't go too deep. <laughs> I'd lose myself. <laughs> if any man, don't you like that? All-inclusive language, he always has it. If any man, that means we're all invited. I know people teach different. There's wars out there in Christendom, you know. Well, God already knows who's saved. And there's people who can't be saved. No, no, no. If any man, watch, all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved unless you weren't chosen from the beginning. It doesn't say that. Sorry, I don't, am I in an area where that's prevalent or something? Because I'm going to get in trouble. I can feel it. I'm backing up. Come on, man. Let's just stop making the Word say what it isn't saying. He just said, all who call the name of the Lord. That means you can if you want to. Exactly right. That's right. Paul said, no man has no excuse. Why? Because grace is wooing his heart. He can look at physical, natural attributes of the earth, attributes of the earth and say, wow, there's a God. And know it in his heart. If he denies it, it's because he's choosing to. That's the Bible. If any man come after me, let him first deny himself. That's not some rigid works legalistic statement from Jesus. What it means is let the gospel change your perspective where you're not waking up for your sake, but his namesake. Come on, you talk about integrity and character that imputes. You're going to work, not just to earn an income and endure your boss and your crazy co-workers. You're going to work to do your work under the Lord and to shine as a light. That changes everything. All of a sudden, you ain't praying for your boss to get knocked off his high horse or for you to get a new job. You actually have compassion for your supervisor. All of a sudden, you're not praying to not have to work beside Billy because he gets on my nerves. You've got new nerves. Come on, why is it always about something else changing and someone else changing? Why is our excuse always someone else's something? Why well, wouldn't be in this place if it wasn't for this, this and this this, this and this isn't Lord. Why is it governing your life? The Lord, Supreme Being, the governing factor, the ruling factor of your life, the Lord of your life. You see well, I wouldn't be this way if it wasn't for. That's natural wisdom. Has nothing to do with truth. Could you picture Jesus caught up in this mess? He's just sitting, hanging out on the Mount of Olives some morning, you know? Couldn't sleep anyway, you know? He's like, I'm just troubled. Peter gets up a little early, trying to beat the rooster crow. <laughs> that was bad. Poor Peter. I'm sorry, Peter. I know if you're listening, you'll understand. I'm just having fun. All of a sudden, Peter comes over. You know, he rubs the Lord's head, rubs his shoulder a little, down his arm, squeezes him. What's up, Lord? You look sad. You know, I've just been thinking, man. I just, I'm just not sure people like me. I mean, I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying my best. I got instructions from the Father before I even came. Man, I remember Holy Spirit planting me and Mary, my mama. And I just thought it'd be different, you know. But it's like the more people I heal, the more they find something wrong with me. I'm just troubled. I mean, if they didn't change by now, Peter, I don't even know when they're going to change. Like this isn't getting better; it's getting worse. And I just—some days I just feel like backing up. I just don't feel loved. I don't feel like facing nobody. But you know, they're still needy. They come to me. You see it. I've multiplied the food, right? Oh, that was amazing, Lord. Yeah, but why'd they come back the next day? Because they wanted more food. They could have cared less about what I was saying. Do you know how that makes me feel? I just, I don't know. I think I need a break. I, I just can't imagine getting up from this place and going down this mountain and being thronged again by the same disrespectful heart. And then John comes over and he says, Lord, are you okay? John, today I'm going to lay my head on you, man. Would you just pray for me? Could you even fathom that conversation? Why? Because we know Jesus through Scripture. But He reveals who we are through Scripture, and He's firstborn among many brethren. As He does, so shall we do. Greater things even shall we do. He said, Follow me, firstborn among many, predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. Can you picture Jesus thinking, talking, and feeling like that? It sounds foolish and hilarious when you put Him in that equation. Then why doesn't it sound foolish if we're there, when we're made for His image? Somehow we think following Him is trying to pull off a miracle. I think following Him is living from the place that His heart abides. I think your will be done on earth as it is in heaven has more to do with the heart of God than the power of God. That's right. We say no cancer in heaven, no cancer on earth. And it gives us the confidence to pray against cancer. Now, I'm not saying that's wrong. But that's all we think. There's no animosity in heaven. There's no judgment. There's no... Jealousy, pride, unforgiveness, unresolved conflicts. Your will be done as it is in... Remember that 1 John 4, 7, and 8 I quoted for you? Beloved, let us love one another. You know what verse 17 says? It says, here's how we know love has been perfected. Love has been perfected in this. We have boldness in the day of judgment. Well, that's an interesting statement because if you read your Bible, the day of judgment is the day of dread and fear and darkness. It says men will cry out in despair and cry out that the rocks and trees consume them lest they face the glory of His presence. Scripture says that. Here's how we know we've been perfected in love. We have boldness in that. Day. Why? Because I prayed the prayer, brother. I can tell you the day and time. It's not what it says. Because I got water baptized, brother. It's not what it says. Because I've been baptized in the Spirit and I've been praying in tongues more than y'all. It's not what it says. We have boldness in this. That as He is. See? He is love. As He is. Because the whole chapter, John 4, is He is love. He is love. If he loved us this way, ought we not love one another? Boom, boom, boom. The whole thing is love. As he is, meaning God is love, so are we in this world. Love takes no account of the wrong done to it. Keeps no record of what it's experienced in the way of wrong. Then why are we so busted up by each other? Why does any of us have issues? Because we haven't been perfected in love. Do you know love thinks no evil? Why do we think evil? Why do we think the worst? It's an indictment. It's a charge against us. You know why we avoid the appearance of evil? If it's only the appearance and it's not evil, why do you have to avoid it? Because people think evil. Love doesn't. Right. I tell a story all the time where I, I pick up a prostitute to find a a, a crack addict that... She was functioning again. We were helping her. She was doing so good. You just cry over this stuff. You're pouring into this lady. She's doing great. She's clean. She's growing. She's receiving love from people. She's coming out of a, a world where there's no trust, where she's condemned, where she's worth nothing. That's the root of all addictions. It's low esteem. It's people not seeing the value of their life. So they live up to the low level in which they assess themselves. If you can let the gospel teach people who they really are and raise their value, they'll wonder why they were attracted to this. They'll wonder why they needed this. They'll wonder why they sold cheap when they weren't for sale at all. You teach people who they are, not what they shouldn't do. I'm preaching right now. Oh, I didn't fly here to not preach. (laughs) Yeah. I've jumped in car wrecks. I've watched cars crash and people fly. I've never seen it in my life till I was saved. And once I had something to offer, Jesus let me in on the moment. Probably seven times I've watched cars crash and people fly, and I'm right there. I get back to my car, i got blood on me. I don't even know it in the moment. i got people hanging upside down, people convulsing on the road, and I'm just praying and doing what Jesus would do. You ain't thinking all this other stuff. You just clean it off and thank God and keep on going. Yeah. (laughs) Yay. So I picked up a prostitute and it was legal. (laughs) Jesus didn't mind at all. The trouble is a large percentage of God's people would have had other views and would have had problems. That's a sad day. Because we'll go sing Holy is the Lamb and get excited about what we're singing instead of living that holy land. There's a higher place that He's calling us to. people. And ain't nothing I said tonight that you can't live if you wrap faith around. It. Apart from any challenge, circumstance, or person in your life. You say, well, you know what it's like living with my spouse? Well, if God said, you don't know what it's like enduring now. He doesn't endure you. He loves you. If you can't put your language in God's mouth, then don't let it fit yours. If you let your complaint, if, you can't, if it don't fit in God's language, then why is it in your vocabulary? You got every reason to run this race. He gave it to you. And he told you. There ain't one person in here that isn't invited, and there's not one person in here that can't. It's what separates belief and unbelief. It's what separates whether you're willing to lay down your life or live for it even in his name. When you stand before the Lord in that day, faith is not going to be revealed because you attended church and served in ministries. Faith's going to be revealed by the way you conducted and lived your life. Read your Bible. Your life will reveal what you believe, not your statements. Your life lived reveals what you give yourself to and believe. And if you just stay angry, then you've made your choice and you'll be seen as such. If you continue to have unresolved issues and conflicts with your spouse, then I guess you've made your choice. But Jesus said, come out from among them and be ye separate. He said, don't you be conformed to the world. It's Romans 12 too. It's there. You be transformed by the renewing of your... You look the word up. Thinking like you never thought before. I learned anybody can have issues. But who's willing to love? Takes two to tango, one to make peace. My wife has no ability, even if she tried her hardest, but she's sweet and she won't. But if she tried and she had her season a long time ago that I don't exploit a lot, but I talk about so people understand. I went eight years with my wife where she lost her identity and wouldn't even come to church. And I lived almost as if I was single, even though I was married because she was so far gone in lies and condemnation and shame. And I'm preaching identity all over the place and I can't even reach the heart of my own wife because she says, you're supposed to tell me those things. She believed one lie. She said, people say hi to me because I'm with you. If I wasn't with you, they wouldn't even know I was in the room. And I'm like, what? And she believed it. You talk about a quick way to die in your identity. Eight years. You say eight years. Truth doesn't know time. When my wife's going through that, isn't she hurting? Is she deceived? What good's it do if I call pastor and say, Pastor, you need to pray for me, man? I don't know how much more I can handle i got so much on my plate and now my wife's even pushing and I need her and she's supposed to be my helpmate and she sure ain't helping and God don't break her soon. I'm about ready to break. Dude, you've got to pray because if something don't happen, man, I'm, I'm done. I can't do this much longer. That is a normal conversation when I pastor. People would call me and say that stuff. Even though I preach the way I do and then I would say, well, wait a minute, that's back up. And then I would try to like bring them into the light Hello? Luke knows. I talk straight with everybody. Not because it's my theology, it's my life. I went through those eight years with her, and it wasn't a challenge. I was privileged to love. If I wake up needing her, I'm already failed then she's my reason for not being like Jesus. That's idolatry. That's making her greater than truth. Oh, I'm preaching right now. So let me ask you a question. Does my wife need help? Is she in trouble? Would you say she really needs Jesus right now? Well, he happens to live in me. So now's not the time to be a frustrated husband because I'm analytical or worldly-minded. Did God ever give up on me? Then why would I change my mind about her? Good. Hello? You be honest with me. Oh, I feel, the, I feel the uneasiness in the room. We've let each other matter more than Him. Let's just be real. Spouses, were notorious at this. I used to do it before I knew Jesus. I haven't done it even remotely since I know Jesus. We do silent treatments to each other. We convey our mood, our happiness, our displeasure by body language and silent treatments in our marriages. Hey, honey. Hey. What's wrong, mom? And you get real bland and dull and emotionless, and then you get them crawling. What's the matter, honey? And you just pull them along. It's control and manipulation. It's self centered it's everybody's losing. It means you're supposed to die already and get a grip and get right with God. Is that okay for straight preaching? Because if that thing stays alive, bleh, that's all you got to live for. People doing it the way you need it. Expect do you think there's one person on the earth that was given the job description to meet your need? To serve you and scratch your itch? Where did you get the idea? Not from Jesus who laid down His life. Somehow, in the Christian church in America, we somehow, over the years, got the idea that even God's here to serve us. That's why people are mad at Him. It's a dead giveaway. If you'd be humble in this room with the amount of faces i see, you'd be amazed if you were honest. If I'd ask a question and really ask you to class participate and not hold back, and I'd say how many of you have lived in seasons where you were mad at God, you'd be amazed how many hands would raise because it's a dead giveaway that somehow we think he's here to serve us and he failed us. So we're not even in covenant or relationship. He just better do what I need him to do or we got issues. Well, if you're living that way toward God, don't tell me you're not living that way towards everybody else. Yeah. So now your children are failing you, your spouse is failing you. Next thing you know, nothing's fair, and nobody's giving you a break, and everybody, and I wouldn't be this way if it wasn't for the hell whole place i have to live in. Come on. Come on. Hmm. That's something. See, isn't it awesome when you talk so simple and plain that there's nowhere to hide? (laughs) You know what I asked Jesus a long time ago? I said, if I'm going to travel and preach in front of people, I'm asking you to do. please do something for me for the sake of everybody that would come. When I'm done speaking, let a man only have two choices. You say, why not one? Because you have a will. he, He doesn't make you a robot. He gives you choice. I said, let a man only have two choices, or a woman. If they heard what I said, if they were in the room, let them have two choices. Wow, I hear what you're saying, Dan. And I want it. Or, oh, I hear what you're saying. I just don't want it. But please, God, don't let them say. What's he saying? There ain't nobody sitting here that can't understand. It's too clear. It's too simple. I'm talking plain language. There ain't nobody sitting there going, huh? No, you're either going, Wow. Yeah. <laughs> people that don't... You, you'd be amazed in a room this size how many people don't want to become love. They want to hold on to rights that were never theirs. How do you deny yourself as a Christian and have so many rights? So we haven't denied ourselves at all. Yeah. Pastoral counsel... Ninety-some percent of pastoral counsel is people having trouble with people because of stuff and issues and expectations and failures and disappointments. True? Well, if you denied yourself, how do you have all these rights? When you deny yourself, you die to everything you are to obtain one right, to be like Him. That's a Christian, Christ-like Christian. Sorry, i got to act goofy so it sticks. Don't make me act so goofy. Just say, okay. <laughs> Thank you. If I can get normal again. I was freaking out there. I was like, did you get it? I just don't know where we ever got the idea other than this self-centered thing has more of a root than we realize. I talk about living by faith and not feelings. People say, Well, Dan, God gave us emotions, not the emotions you grew up with God didn't give you. Where did you ever get the idea that the way you grew up is what God made? That's what Adam made. Your emotions that you grew up with have nothing to do with what God created you to to house and express. Why? Because all your emotions flowed out of a self-centered wellspring without you even knowing what was happening. Who had to study and nail jealousy? (laughs) Who had to work on frustration and really master it? How about self-consciousness? How about disappointment? Who had to read books and practice disappointment? All these things come from the perspective you live by. So the reason behind your life, the why behind your life, your reason for being determines your expression. So Jesus said if your eye is single, your whole body's flooded with light. He didn't say, of course, unless you're challenged with many. Of course, unless the person you knew would never do you wrong, just did you wrong. He said, no, no, if you see clear, you'll live clear. The eye the lamp of your body. Your perspective will determine you. So if you wake up for you, it'll be evident. If you wake up for his kingdom, it'll be evident. If you slip over into you and you started well, and you slip over into you because you're purposing kingdom, you slip in, warning, you see it for what it is, and you run back to God. You don't run and hide. You don't say, oh, I blew it. Oh, I'm condemned. I should have known better. I'll never get this. Stop. You run back to God and let Him keep empowering you and thank Him for the truth that's changing your life. You with me? Yeah. I determined a long time ago, I said earlier, I'm not going to let one man decide who I am and how I am if His name's not Jesus. I'm telling you the truth. When I woke up this morning, it's already settled in my heart. You didn't owe me a thing from the time this day started. And I owe no man anything but to love. And love fulfills the law because it does no harm to a neighbor. Romans 13. Are you with me? 1 Timothy 1.5. The goal of our instruction, the purpose of the commandment is love. Jesus said, hey, I'm going to give you guys a new commandment. He said, actually, it's not a new commandment. It's what you had from the beginning. Love one another. What do you mean you had it from the beginning? Way back in the beginning when God said, let us make man in our image. What did he do? He made man to love. Adam got cut off from the source of love, became in need of love. We were born into Adam. You must be born Again, somehow we turned that into a beneficiary prayer that takes me to heaven instead of transformed and restored back to the beginning. God made man to look like something and to live like something that looks just like Him. A lot of people don't even believe it's possible because we lord our own past experience over His grace. And we think who we've been is greater than who he's empowering us to be. Yeah, but nobody's going to be perfect, brother. Well, you can't tell me that you're well, everybody's going to have their moments. No, that's why you have yours, friend. Because that's still your belief system. So you have a platform and the plane can land anytime it wants. You've got a runway. You take away the runway, the plane can't land. Where's my little pilot buddy that I met today? Where is he? He's here. There he is. I spotted you, man. You couldn't hide from the Holy Ghost. I was like, Lord. (laughs) I was like, Lord. (laughs) Now watch this. If you got nowhere to land the plane, nowhere to land the plane, this is simple. Your perspective is a landing strip for things. If you take away the landing strip, the thing can't come in and land anymore. If he's flying the plane and there's absolutely nowhere to land, he's going to have to circle, fly, circle. Oh, yeah, it might still buzz for a while. You might still get impressions. Hey, it's still here. You might still have an awareness. Sooner or later, God forbid, this plane's going to run out of gas and it's coming down. And when it comes down, it ain't going to fly no more. Now, that's not going to be his scenario. But that's what would happen if you couldn't land the plane. Sooner or later, it's coming down and it ain't going to be perfect what would happen if you change some things in your perspective and them old planes couldn't come in no more? All of a sudden, they had nowhere to land. And all they could do is buzz around the airport a little bit and say, hey, this is so familiar. I landed here 50 times before. This runway's closed. I ain't got nowhere to come in. And next thing you know, because you're submitting to God and resisting the devil, he'll flee, that thing comes down and it is no more. Ain't that something? Come on. I don't think, I honestly don't believe that we have as many problems as we think. I think we have an amazing answer. I don't think we should be trouble conscious and problem driven. I think we should be crushed in us the hope of glory. I think we have one amazing answer. So what do you say? Are you in? you want to live this thing? Or do you want to debate it a little or fight over it or decide if you agree and cast your vote? Here's what I can tell you. If whatever you're settling on isn't producing life, then it can't be Him. Because He came to give you life, and life even more abundantly. And if what you're believing isn't encouraging your heart and sending you forward, it can't be him. So you got some real healthy barometers to look at. Yeah? So why don't you be just to your own life, your own heart, your own conscience, and say, man, if I'm holding on to this and it ain't producing life, watch this. Not because I'm needing to be right. I could even be wrong when I say this, when I, if I'm even wrong all night long. If what I'm saying makes you mad and you feel bothered by me or are you done yet and you just feel aggravated by me, that's a warning signal. You're a million miles from God because I don't even have to be right and you shouldn't feel that way. You should hurt for me. Feel sorry for me. You should pray for me if I'm lost. You know how quick it is to us to get agitated with each other? You know how we've lived by first impressions? We walk in a room and decide who we like, who we don't, who we'll get close to and who we'll avoid. That's a sign you don't know Jesus like we sing. Because he would never do that. Would he? He wouldn't. he hung around the, the tax collectors. He went to Nicodemus' house. He touched the religious. He touched the sinners. He took time with everybody. He went to Matthew. He called Matthew out. He's collecting money. He's a tax collector. Matthew. He said, follow me. He said, what are you doing? You're an idiot. You're taking money from your own people and you're working on behalf of the Roman government. What are you doing, man? Follow me. He goes to Matthew's house and chills out. He goes to Nicodemus' house. He he goes to Zacchaeus' house, the wee little man that sat in a tree. You ever sing that song, right? Zacchaeus, the wee little man, he was up in a tree. He said, come down, I'm going to your house today. Wow! I think Jesus loves everybody without becoming like them. I mean, he went to extremes. He... He's loving the lady who was fresh in adultery. Why? Because he doesn't see her as an adulteress. He sees her for a potential purpose. He knows why he's here, to redeem life, to restore purpose. So he's not going to judge her as an adulteress when she's about to become so much more in him. These stories are amazing. It shows us how he lived and he said, follow me. We ought to understand what we're following. Hey, do you know? Yeah, I know Johnny, yeah. I remember Johnny. When's the last time you? Well, I ain't seen him for four years, but I'll never forget. And, it, and it's the worst thing you could remember about Johnny. Four years later, I assure you, that's not Jesus. As you don't even know Johnny might have fell on his face, cried bitter tears, and Johnny might be filled with the Spirit and tearing it up for the kingdom, and you're still remembering what he was. Yeah, it's funny how I remember you remember stuff. Luke's sitting here because he used to go. I used to pastor church, he attended, but I remember using you as an example one night about that in service, and you were sitting there. I said, "Look, Luke could've this and this and this." I put something on him. (laughs) I said, "You ain't seen Luke for two years, man, but you hear Luke's name, and the first thing you think about is what Luke did that you didn't appreciate, and that locates where you're at spiritually." And you got your eyes so fixed on what Luke wasn't that you've missed becoming like him. And I said, the whole time Luke could have cried and repented, and he could be filled with God's Spirit and communion with God, and all you can see is what he did wrong in your eyes. And you've missed what he's become. It's just real. Yeah? You guys good? Yeah. I feel like I preached forever. Did I get up here early or something, or did <laughs> God just stop the. I've always wanted him to do the Joshua thing for me and just stop time. Because I feel like I have the greatest anointing on the earth to eat time. Like time just goes, and I'm like, what? Tonight I feel like I preached like forever and I'm looking at my watch and I'm like, is it that early? But I feel, I feel, I'm, I usually don't, I'm never done, I just stop. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. But, but honestly, but to, because I've never had Mr. Pilate, I've never had the control tower come into my little thing and say, "Bring it in, Darren." You're next. You're in line. There's the runway. Come right on in. I don't know how they talk, but I've never heard the runway. I mean, sometimes I can see the runway. I've never heard one time in my whole life. I've never heard the control tower say, "Bring it in." He just leaves me there, and I just stop. I never landed in my life. I don't think I ever landed. I never landed. People teach how to land in a sermon, how to throw the net. God's been throwing the net from the time I opened my mouth. (laughs) We're strategic in our preaching. You can tell I didn't preach a sermon, right? I just talk in my heart. You know what's awesome? He taught me to never go outside of what I know in Him and what I've lived and what I've been in Him. That's why I'm so passionate and that's why I'm confident. Because I'm preaching my life, not my theology. Not my doctrine. It's my everyday love walk with him. Almost 24 years ago, he changed my life. And I'll never be the same. I feel as passionate today as I ever was. And people used to say I was crazy passionate. Was I passionate back then? don't think I haven't been challenged with life. Don't think that we... Peter said, brothers, don't be deceived. Your brothers all over the earth are going through the same things you are. Don't be deceived. Don't build a personal case to find yourself less than what he paid for. Are you with me? Yep. You already live by faith. I can feel it now. <laughs> I, no, I feel excited in the room right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I And actually, I feel done, which is crazy. I never feel done. I feel done. I done. (laughs) You guys watch me on YouTube, so you're like, yeah, yeah, right. Half hour from now, we'll see. (laughs) But I do. I feel done. Can we pray for the sick? you would be okay if we pray for the sick? I know we're skipping a beat here, but really not. Redemption is praying for the sick. New life through Jesus is redemption walking in love's redemption, praying for the sick's redemption. It's what he paid for. He's the redeemer. So how about if we pray for the sick? Can we do it? Yeah. Okay. Let's just do this this way. And, and he's not asking me to pray for the sick. He's not telling me to pray for the sick. I feel like I want to because I understand the gospel and it's always the heart of God. So when I'm saying, can we pray for the sick? I have permission. He's not saying no. You have a yes unless you hear No. We're always waiting for a yes. The gospel's yes and amen. Should I go pray for them? Yes! <laughs> you see somebody standing on the corner and you're like, man, I feel like I should go talk to them. Lord, do you really want me to go talk to them? Man, I feel like I... No? Okay. No? Don't <laughs> talk to them! <laughs> it's a yes and amen gospel. We're looking for a yes in our own apprehensions or the no that we think we're hearing. It's yes. People say, how do you do your schedule? You get so many invites. How do you pick where you want to go? The Lord said, I can go anywhere I want to have a yes unless I hear no. He said, everybody matters and every place matters. And if I want you somewhere specific, I'll let you know. I'll make it known to your heart. But you can go wherever you want to go. We don't realize we have that privilege when our hearts are pure. We have more of a privilege in the will of God than I think we realize. You say, who am I supposed to marry? I've learned it's actually rare where God actually handpicks couples. I've seen it, but it's rare. You find a wife, you find a good thing, make sure you're filled with the Spirit of God and make sure out of the fullness of God in your life you've taken a wife. Because in the Bible there was no woman until the fullness of God was found in the man. So if there's a woman in a man's life, it ought to be because of the fullness of God, not need or time. Or he's a hunk and she's hot. Or I'm lonely and I'd like to have kids soon and I guess he'll do. <laughs> Just saying! <laughs> or I'm hurt by him and he said what I needed to hear, so hey. Or well, she left me and I'm mad and she wants me, so yeah. Come on! No, no, no. Of the fullness of God. In the man, he brought forth a woman. So if there's a woman in a man's life, it ought to be because of the fullness of God in the man. So that's where we should be growing, right? Because how can you love if you're not filled with God's Spirit? So what would it look like if two people actually come together and get to know one another out of the fullness and strength of God in their life instead of just their need and their emotions towards one another? Because that's where it gets scary and yucky. That's where it gets crazy and up and down. But when it's really, I love you. Whew. Because that's all I love you ever says. It doesn't say, do you love me? Wow. Wow. It just says, I love you. And that's all it ever says. Because when you say, do you love me? You're saying, I need you. I love you for what you do for me. And it's not love at all. That's caused more pain than blessing on the planet. That one little lie right there. You guys okay? Yes. Yeah. See, I thought I was done. It's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Discipline your You're Line her up right now. She's <laughs> messing me up. <laughs> and enjoying me. <laughs> Let's pray for the sick. When you pray for the sick... I've learned this. Who's ever prayed for the sick? Okay, I got some people? Good. Who's ever prayed for the sick? And when you went to pray for the sick, you got more conscious about what you were going to say and pray, and it became a self-conscious moment. You tried to sound spiritual, pray powerful, and create a move of God. (laughs) Should be as many hands. That's the first question. (laughs) So that's a real good reason why we get nothing a lot. But we're trying to turn it into theology. Well, God sometimes, well, he doesn't always, well, look, we prayed and God didn't, so he must, da-da-da-da-da. Stop. The book's written. You find God through Jesus' life, not your experience. And if your experience doesn't measure up to Jesus' life, then challenge your experience. Don't change his word. Please, don't change his word and make your word, his word, fit your experience. Keep pressing in until your experience fits his word. Very important what I just said. I hope you got it. Jesus said, when you see me, you've already seen him. So the father's already revealed through the son. So we find God through the life of Jesus Christ. So where sickness has been concerned, you look at Jesus in, in healing. You look at his life. You look at the way he responded, the things he said, and you find truth because he's the truth. And if your experiences in your life doesn't see the same fruit and result, that just means we need to grow up into Him in all things, not change our mind about what we believe. Amen. Some of us have a hard time—I'm not being mean—I'll look up so you don't think I'm talking to you. Some of us have a hard time <laughs> taking authority over our attitude, <laughs> and we want to see the supernatural and question when it doesn't flow. Sure. Uh, sure. Sure. When you pray for the sick and you get self-conscious and try to pray hard and pray right, that's the sure way to stop all the momentum of what he paid for in the kingdom of God because then it will slowly become your works, your prayer. All of a sudden, you're the prayer warrior. All of a sudden, everybody's trying to pattern you and now you're teaching on how to pray and it's all of a sudden, it's you saying the right thing instead of believing the right thing. As yeah. yeah. soon as you shift into works, you stop with vote. Everything stops. Okay? When you pray for the sick, here's good news. This is good news. This isn't sarcastic. This is good news. The Lord told me to share this everywhere I go when we pray for the sick. Your prayer never has and never will heal anybody. It's your faith in his finished work and his love for the person. That's right. It's not your prayer. Your prayer heals no one. Watch. Be whole. Be healed in Jesus' name. When there's a revelation, be healed. In Jesus' name. It's a declaration. You're saying what you see. Versus, Father, I just thank you. And now you're quoting a couple of scriptures to stir yourself up. And you remember one time in your bedroom you quoted this psalm and God's Spirit touched you, and now you're doing that. And when you're done, then the other person says, Let me try something, and then they pray something that stirs them up. And I'm just saying, I've been around
1: us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So tonight it's going to be real simple. It's going to be fun. It's going to be simple. It's going to be fun. Jesus is going to do what Jesus does. He's going to change things in this room. How's that? For confidence. Now I already said that. So I believe that with all my heart. It has nothing to do with me. I can make that statement. Because it's him. It's who he is. I can, I'm bearing witness on his behalf. It's just his nature. And when you see it and you believe it, it invites his very nature in that arena. Yeah. So there's people in this room, you've got conditions and things in your body that if you were healed, you wouldn't necessarily know it right now. You wouldn't have anything to, without exaggeration, without the music slamming, which I love music, but I, I'm gonna make it as dry as I can make it tonight mm-hmm. before we mm-hmm. On purpose. Mm-hmm. As okay. dry. We're so atmospheric. <laughs> <laughs> we're shut up. Right? And then we're ready. <laughs> You're walking through the parking lot and they're hobbling and hurting and you get to their car, you don't have these awesome guys with you, do sometimes you're nervous, sometimes you're wondering if they're going to think you're nuts, sometimes you just got to press through all that and be a Christian Nike commercial and just do it, right? And when you get there, you just need to know that he loves them. And he encouraged you to step out in his word, so that's why you're over here. if it wasn't for Jesus, you wouldn't be here. And you're trusting that he would show up because he loves them. And the fact that you're there means you love Jesus, you care enough about them that you're willing to lay it all down, no matter what anybody thinks. And then you just say, hey, wow, you really hurt me. You need help to your car. The that, day you just make a conversation. And you say, Kid, listen, would you mind if I do something? You can say, I'm honest most of the time with people and tell them, right out of the gate, but I want to do so they don't think I had something on my sleeve. But when I do it the other way, I use the sermon I've never gotten in trouble and nobody's in the mouth. <laughs> but usually I'll just say, listen, oh my goodness, honestly, I want to pray with you. And i said, say, please don't say no. I actually compelled them to say, please don't say no. Wow. Man, I see you're hurting, don't say no. Like if something changes, that would be amazing. If nothing changes, you have what you had before when praying, so... You well, got nothing to lose. Please don't stand up. I care enough to ask you, please. I believe you can change right your yeah. life Well sometimes when you discern not to do that because they have enough Christian background to say no. <laughs> they're warned about people like me. Week after week. So all you do is say, Man, can I can I just hear your for a minute? This is you're going and they think they're going to read their poem. <laughs> <laughs> so when they hold out their hand, all you do is just touch them very light. Father, I thank you for your amazing unstoppable love. Mm-hmm. and she the pain of God, and you pray in about four seconds. You don't, Father, I just thank you that the whole way back your blood goes into their generations. And I see their great, great grandfather <laughs> right now. And the time to drink that bottle and beat this. <laughs> Stop! Four or five seconds. They're already uncomfortable. They're already freaked out when you're praying. And they're already wondering what you're doing and wondering how they got into this. Most of the time. You keep it real short because you're the blessing bless them and I'll freak them out. But tonight we're going to keep it short because we don't want people self-conscious. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray real quick but it won't be without effect and we're not making light of your situation for the first group. I want you to just do this quicker than I normally do it, different than I normally do it. I feel to do it this way. If you have a condition in your body and you were healed tonight, there'd be no way to tell it anyway because it's something that comes or goes. You need tested. You need proof positive through the course of time. Who would that be? You have some kind of condition in your body like that. Please participate. If that's you, don't not raise your hand. That's not come this fall and then back out. Because I'm telling you, God it means business and so I'm excited about it. Yeah, raise your hand if that's you. You have a condition in your body. If you were healed, there'd be no way to physically check, test. There's nothing symptomatic. There's no way to know other than simple faith in your heart. Okay? Keep your hand up high. People look around at their hands. Just look around the room. And fix your eye on somebody. If you're sitting near somebody, tap them and say, hey, I'm believing with you right now. Just tap them, hey, I'm with you right now. I'm going to believe. And all I want you to do is begin to say, don't even ask them what's wrong. Just say, be healed in Jesus' name. Yep, no symptoms ever return. No repercussions. This thing will never show up again in your lives, Father. Every person, raise their hand. We just pray across the board. Say it over them right now. Be whole in Jesus' name never again another symptom or another trace of what they raised their hand because you love them father if you raised your hand just believe he loves you right now or he would never send his son you say well if he loved me why do I have this condition no 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 if he didn't love you he would never send his son don't ask the wrong questions in Jesus name father thank you Amen? Amen. amen amen tonight when you leave here and you were prayed for that you think about that in your heart. And you thank God. You say, thank you for loving me for what you're doing in my life. I am not expecting that to ever reoccur. Amen. Father, if I get another test, I thank you. You'll find it there It's not there. Whatever. If you need to go get a test, get a test. I'm telling you, it sounds so simple, but when we start putting our trust back in what he did, yes. and not what we can do, yes. it's amazing. Yes. So the second group would be who? If you were healed, you would know it. Right? that one's always fun. (laughs) Can I tell you the number one reason Christians don't pray for each other sometimes? Like the number one reason why men don't pray for each other or Christians don't pray for the sick? They're afraid nothing will happen. Number one reason. So because they're afraid nothing will happen, they don't step out and pray, so guess what they always have? What they're afraid of. Oh, wow. (laughs) So what are they protecting? Themselves. Yeah, so die already! <laughs> Yay.
1: you see, that service was
0: great. I went to die, man. We <laughs> died all the way through that service. How was the service? I died. Yay! Because you can't live until you die. That's why we were baptized. It's a sign of death to yourself. It's not an ordinance to qualify. It's a sign of death. It's not the next step on the salvation list. It's symbolic: death, burial, resurrection. Die in the likeness of his death, so I can raise in the newness of life. Yay! You're a good pastor like me. You hold him down to every bubble stop. So you make sure.
1: <laughs> I have
0: faith for it. I'm doing it. Man. <laughs> About 40 seconds after the last push, you got it. <gasps> new life. I'm telling you, it'll stick way better than a quick dip. That quick dip, sometimes they don't stick. You got to I'm kidding.
1: Don't let anybody do that. And say
0: damn sure. <laughs> Scary who has a, a condition in your body? If you were healed tonight, you would definitely know because you could, without height, without exaggeration, you could check it and you would know. Your body would tell you if it was gone or if it was changed. You a condition, anything. It could be hearing, sight, physical, joints, back, shoulders, it could be cancerous, tumor, popping out. It could be anything. Raise your hand. Stand to your feet if you can. If there's anybody that can't stand and you want prayer, make sure I see you. I just don't know if you're in the room. Just stand, please. Stand your feet. Good, you guys are participating. Do we have everybody? Don't anybody hold out on me. Don't make me go fishing. I'm a pretty good fisherman. <laughs> Seriously, we didn't start last week at the church I was at, the ministry I was at, was the at recovery center. God wanted one man to stand that wasn't standing, so he just kept giving me little words of knowledge till the fourth finally cried and stood. And you know why he didn't stand? He's raised Baptist his whole life, and he was freaked out and said. I was taught to never be a part of anything like this and and I was scared of what was happening and I didn't want to stand. And when you made it so obvious through those words it freaked me out, my heart was pounding on my chest like he just started weeping. He was healed like that. Really? That That was so fun. I said, buddy, you're probably already healed. (laughs) Do we got everybody? Everyone. Okay. Here's what I need you to do. Just not you're not worshiping God right now. You're just identifying yourself. I need you to just raise one hand high so we know who you are and where you're at. Here's why. The people sitting, I'm setting you up. You didn't know I was doing this, man. The people sitting, you're my prayer team. I need you to please cooperate. If you're uncomfortable, I want you on my team for sure. Because you're not going to rely on yourself. If you're nervous, be on the roster. If you're saying I don't believe in healing, I really want to hire you. Okay? So get up out of your seats. Keep your hands up till somebody claims you. Do not pray yet for anybody. Just claim them. Have fun with it. Break the ice. Say, hey, I never did this before. I'm claiming you. Go claim somebody. Find somebody. As soon as they find you, put your hand down. When you're accounted for, put your hand down. The only hands I want up is if people are still finding you. Everybody put your hand down if they already found you. Look around for hands up. Help me, people. Don't tag team if I need help. Don't don't like two on one if I need help. I got a man and a lady over here. Yay, guys, you're awesome. And I got, wow, she's covered. Is there anybody not covered? Oh, there's a lady here. She's hard to see, little thing. <laughs> Jesus sees you, honey. He's like, you got a better view than all of us. You need prayer too? Right here, raise your hand high, honey, so people see you. Do I have one person that could go stand with her? You got it. Thank you. You guys are great. Look how easy we did this. Okay, now here's the deal. Nobody can mess up because we're only going to pray. I'm only going to give you like six seconds to pray. And I'm going to tell you to stop. It's for you, so nobody gets in trouble. Nobody has to be uncomfortable. Nobody will have to get self-conscious or get into works or try to pray. It's the biggest trap when we pray for the sick. We try to pray the perfect prayer, the powerful prayer the... So take three seconds. This isn't your six-second prayer. Just take three seconds. Guys that stood up, the girls and guys that stood up for prayer, give them the three-second version. Tell your person what you stood for. If it's not too personal, if you can tell them, give them a three-second version. Just say, I got herniated discs in my back. I got arthritis all through my body. Uh, I can't see out of my left eye. Whatever. Three seconds. You should know. You got it? Everybody good? You guys are amazing. You're one of the best houses I've seen yet with this. You guys are on point. You're way quicker than me. Okay. So you all know what you're praying for. Okay. So let's just say that somebody said, I have arthritis in every joint in my body. It just aches me all the time right now. I feel a problem. They told you that. When you pray, six seconds. I'll give you an example. You can do this in four seconds. Father, I thank you for your love for them. That's what I say sometimes in the beginning. Sometimes I say it in the end. I feel like in my own heart, you don't have to do it, that we miss the revelation of God's love. Mm -hmm. We're driven by need more than we're moved by Mm love. Faith works through love, not need. Mm -hmm. So let's just do it this way. I'll say, ready, go, in a minute here. I'll say that. And here's what you do. Arthritis, you leave their body. Every trace, every form, every pain, (coughs) come out and never. Father, thank you, because you love them. in Jesus' name. Who knows, you can do that in six seconds. Mm-hmm. It sounds way too simple, but it's not simple. You ask Jesus if it was simple. He had to get Holy Spirit to put him in a woman, mm-hmm. fulfill everything man failed, die unjustly and raise from the dead by the spirit of holiness, put his blood on the mercy seat, now sit triumphant at the right hand of God and make intercession for people. It wasn't simple. He paid a crazy, amazing price. To make this moment possible. And he likes it when we believe him. He really, really likes what I'm looking at right now. He likes you up out of your chair. Getting past yourself. Believing in six seconds he's going to do something special for the person you're standing around. He likes that. Here's what we're going to do. You know the situation. You're going to pray specifically because uh, Matthew 17 says, if you have faith, you'll say to the mountain, move. And the mountain, of what? Mm-hmm. 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 Arthritis, you be. Herniated disc, you be complete. The whole rotator cuff, you be here. Shoulder, you work. You bend. You mm-hmm. flex. And Jesus said, whatever applies, mm-hmm. nail it in six seconds or less. Mm-hmm. Trusting that it's God that does the work. Mm-hmm. You're just representing mm-hmm. his will yes. and proclaiming. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. After six seconds, I'm going to say, okay, guys, wind it up, wrap it up. And when I say wrap it up, Father, thank you that you love them In Jesus' name, we Before you check your body, if you're being prayed for, in your heart, just be thanking him that he loves you and believe for he to never put his son on the cross. And then at some point after those six seconds and you reflect on God's love, you go ahead and sincerely, without exaggeration, check your body and we'll find out what's going on okay I don't want you making anything up I don't want you trying to make the person that prayed for you feel good that's called lying (laughs) I read in Revelations I think it's in chapter 19 it says if you lie you fry (laughs) just say it we don't want lying here to protect someone listen because faith isn't a point in time anyway. It's a position of the heart. So if you lay hands on the sick, they recover. We just fear so much stuff, man. So so when you pray for the sick, you're releasing the kingdom of God. I'll tell you, I'll just tell you, three things are going to happen in this room probably. I wish the last one wouldn't happen, but it does, but it doesn't change truth. People are going to be instantly healed when we pray. You'll see people that are somewhat healed and they feel noticeably better, but not 100%. And there's people that say, I feel the same. Now, we'll probably pray for that group one more time and it'll be cool and fun and you'll see. But it's all the same faith. And the thing is, no matter what your response, don't let go and unhook. If people are going, oh my goodness, I'm healed. And you're going, well, I ain't. Don't say, well, see I know I'm going to stand up every time I'm for it. Nothing ever changes. Stop. Tonight, stop.
1: Yeah.
0: Listen to testimonies. Stay connected to the love of God. Listen to testimonies. Rejoice in that testimony and thank God he's a healer and that he's doing things in people's lives and he's touching your body as well and check your body again hear another testimony, thank you God check your body again, I've been in services like this where it's like popcorn bodies just changing about 3-4 minutes after everybody prayed, we're testifying we're listening, mm-hmm. millions in the room face rising and all of a sudden oh my goodness ah, ah, and it just pop, 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 pop. I, it's just beautiful, you're going to see just what he does it's about God. Uh, you ready? Yes. You didn't forget what you were praying for, right? <laughs> okay, just ask him. Uh, look them in the eyes real quick and make them feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> like, look at them like they're really special. Like, give them that Jesus died for you look, <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you ready? Are you ready? Six seconds. You ready? Yes. Go ahead. Pray for your person.
1: Thank you. you Okay. Start wrapping that up. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Good. Wrap it up. Thank
0: you, Lord. Because he loves him. Receive his love. Thank you, he loves you. Before you even check your body. Just send him. Thanks. Isn't it great we have this privilege to start believing God? Now we prayed for you. Every one of you that stood said you'd know if you could start checking your bodies right now. Really check them and be sure. Be sure. I don't want, I just don't want quick answers and yay. I'm not looking for numbers. I want you healed. You understand? Check your bodies. As soon as you know you're changed. As soon as you know it's healed. Let me know. Let us know. Check. Let us know. As soon as you find out. Check it, really check it. Thank God, where well, you're checking. Don't be like, oh man, I'm having. It. Thank you, You know you change? changed. Good. You know? Good. You guys are doing it right. You're taking your time and making sure. You, you know too. Now you just realize. Okay, what's up with this side of the room? Anointed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys rock in the Holy Ghost. No, no, we all rock. I'm just teasing. Yeah? He said we ain't playing that. We're coming to this side. of it. Yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. Who else? Who else? Let me see. I just feel like you need to take check. Anybody else? Anybody else? Who wants to testify? Who raised their hand? Who raised their hand and wants to tell us what happened? You know you're healed? Okay, okay. We'll get to you in a second. Who just knows they're healed? You raised your hand, it's changed. Back there? Yes, ma'am. Okay. just I mean, so we understand, there was no way you'd have been able to see them strings before she prayed, this one big blur, like a solid mass of, the,
1: the, the distinguishing of the
0: strings, no way before she prayed would you have seen them strings, and you see them strings, and you don't even have your glasses on, oh, goodness, that is so beautiful. <laughs> total relief. So you got two for the price of one son. for yeah? you? It's not are you telling
1: me Jesus lives in you? Are you telling me Jesus lives in you?
0: I believe it. But see, we can do this. Amen? Ma'am, right here. Yes, you raised your hand. Hubby, Where's your hubby? Right here. She couldn't do that. She couldn't put her leg up like that. Oh. Yeah. See, I'm not playing devil's advocate. Oh, I want us to understand this is a big deal. That's a big deal. When's the last time you were able to take your leg and do so? That almost hurt me when you did that. Wouldn't you? Ten years ago. When it happened, you've had no mobility like that since then. And one six-second prayer, you checked your leg and it came up. God. Maybe I uh, gave her like $50 before the service started to make me look good. Make Jesus look good. I don't even know you. I've never even met you. No. Well, I would have never done it. But people say this stuff. See, here's the thing that's so wretched about unbelief. There's no amount of convincing that's good enough for unbelief. Yeah, right. Unbelief is a wretched. The Bible calls it evil thing. Mm-hmm. Evil. We have lived in so many lives of unbelief. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says it's a wicked, mm-hmm. evil heart. Mm-hmm. Well I know they were really sick. Well I know well, I know? well, I need to see that. No, you're in an unbelief, and there ain't no change for that mm. except for belief. See, because there's no explanation good enough when you don't believe, but there's none necessary when you do. <laughs> <laughs> Who else wants to testify what happened, sir? And I didn't even see you raise your hand. Did this happen just... just... Yes, oh, okay. No. You were on oxygen a while ago, right? Yeah? Right? So it's changed dramatically. You still feel some effects, but you feel much better. Come here. Come here. Shut your hands to them. Start praying, church, and believe for His total restoration. This is good. God Lord, right now, for his, no, that's beautiful. For oh, there's Jesus. more than hope for you, sir. Jesus, in Jesus' name, Jesus, be completely made whole. Yes. Thank you, Father. Yeah, fullness of breath.
1: Yes, Lord.
0: Total ability, as if yes. it never happened, as if it never was. In Jesus' name, be whole. Yes. Yes. Believe it with me, church. Amen. Yeah, condition never return. Yes. Going, 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 God. Don't yes. yes. In Jesus' name. Yes. And I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get used to that kind of stuff. <laughs> Don't get familiar yeah. I live this way. I pray for people all the time. In my personal life. In the church, I get you all to pray. Because I'm not here to line you up and flow in my gift. And that's not you injustice. All you'd say at the end is, Bob, he's in the face. And then you'd have to get me to come back to pray for Good you. word. Good <laughs> word. The last thing I do is you ministers. minister. I train and equip. but you sit beside me on the plane, you'll probably get my gifting. <laughs> hoo! <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? Yes. Okay, I'm going to get to her quick because she just shot her hand up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and they said I was deaf in it. and I can, now I can push that thing in and I can hear a noise now where I couldn't
0: hear You had no enough. sense of hearing in there? Somebody have you been me. able to go out, like close one ear and check and see if you can hear sound, voices? or well, I tried, tried to talk in
1: my ear and I still couldn't hear
0: the words. Okay. But, but it's, you feel like something's,
1: before, you know, when you, something's coming alive?
0: or now, You just feel like something's before different?
1: Before you could push on this and there's no noise whatsoever. Okay. And now
0: there's some noise. I'm following you. Right. But she did talk and you didn't hear no words? No. Cover your other ear real tight. And that's the other ear. This ear is the one that you couldn't hear on her. Mm-hmm. Just whisper to her. Talk to her again softly or whisper.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, you're not hearing that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Stretch your hands, guys. Let's pray. Young lady, are you standing with her? Yeah, put your hand over her ear. Just, just say ear, here, and just talk. Just speak to God about that. Ear, ear. Whatever makes sense to your heart. Just release things. Yeah. That's right. Sound of sound, come into her ear. Father, thank you for restoring the rust. Because you loved that lady. For I And Jesus
1: did.
0: Yeah? Go ahead, talk to her again. Just see what she hears now. Just talk to her. You can't see her, but now she's crying. Now, the only reason she's crying is because she ain't making it up. When you couldn't hear it, now you can hear it, it'll make you cry. Did you hear something that time? Talk to her some more.
1: Talk, talk, talk to my ear. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Woo!
0: Yes! 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 Uh, <laughs> <done>. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> you're crying back out when you're crying. discussion because you hear. you're going here. <laughs> oh! I just might get excited before the night sail. I might get a little fired up. Anybody else? want to share, what's going on in your body? Check your body.
1: So, I'm a cancer survivor. I've had uh, throat cancer and had massive amounts of radiation and in the last couple months have been experiencing some real pain and cramping from that and I can honestly say I'm feeling, it hasn't felt as good in months. So I especially you know, had a, a problem here, and that's just pain free. Man, that's good. No, no discomfort whatsoever in that area. He hasn't right. felt this good in a long time, dude. So. <laughs> 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 that check your bodies. If nothing changed yet, still check Because in this atmosphere, <laughs> when it changes, what happened,
0: honey? Yeah. Okay. You're my, back
1: and, my neck was um, and so first thank you. Thank thank you. Yeah. Just, like listening the more, I heard people the more like my
0: are like, okay, okay, feeling it now.
1: And and the affirmation for me was when I got here, I was like, "Okay, Lord, deaf, ears here and blind see yeah. and I'm
0: like, oh, for those no, for no, no, what a, a heart. she can hear. Yeah. And then I'm like, looking to me again, but she can see. <laughs> and <laughs> 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 Are you having fun yet? Or like... Anybody else yeah. would have messed me up, <laughs> <laughs> sir. Yeah,
1: today uh, I had a terrible fall, slipped in a spot, cracked these ribs, I heard the earth crack. Was in pain
0: tonight when I came here. I said, God, we're going to do something tonight. No pain, no pain at all. And just fell and very crack. <laughs> it cracked Very painful. Pain level, what was it? Pain level, 1 to 10, an, an 8. When they prayed, before they prayed, it was still very sore. It was
1: still sore,
0: oh yeah. No pain whatsoever Right now. Amen. Somebody else? Who raised a hand? Sure,
1: back here. Yeah, I was we were happy with a quick, a three-minute prayer, because there were two of us here, one person praying, and I had uh, some hearing issues, if I had to long, long time, TMJ, I hit that, all
0: He prayed and I felt the warmth of God, but not the old it's the time, it warmth Go of God. And since this has been going on, well my hearing's not changed, but my body's just lined up. You're just feeling better and in your body. Like all the stress is going out right. like me, yeah. See when you when you hear you, thank you for being wrong, Steven, about your hearing. You don't understand, guys, we're believing and believing is active. It doesn't it does not appoint in time. It's not a hit, miss, win or lose. Yeah, it's a position of your heart. You believe, so you, Father, thank you for what you're doing in my life. Father, thank you. You're making all things new. God, I appreciate your grace working in and through my life. It's not, oh well, didn't get nothing. Oh well, either he will or he won't. That's 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 not, not faith. That's not the Lord. Faith is not a point in time. It's not a hit miss win lose. It's the position of your heart to believe the have Are you listening? Yes. Is there anybody else you have to testify? Look at all these hands that just keep popping up. Are you guys realizing you're healed as this keeps going on? So we got popcorn in the room. This is popcorn right now. Like this is my popcorn bag I was talking about right here. Who who raised their hand? Yes, ma'am. And then I'm coming to you back there. Yeah.
1: You just know God's doing something. Wrong. Good, good. You just feel like God's working. That's that's a good place to be. In the back, right? Yes, I have deserved disc disorder. And on um, the 10th of December, they replaced four different discs with metal. And I have more of it lower in my spine. Okay. After I was the season, you feel like the lifting of it if it there's no pressure.
0: No pressure. Do you have any pain? You're good. You feel good in that area, so you know what it's felt like since then. You feel like let me, without exaggerating, you feel totally different. Yes. Totally different. I don't like to of like the my okay. Mm-hmm. Just try and understand so that we catch what God's doing. That is yeah? Yeah. yeah. Anybody else?
1: Okay. I'll get to you next. So go ahead, man. Well, there's one condition that would have to be verified by test so i don't sure know, sure I have thoracic outlet syndrome and i had to give up physical therapy because of other things but the pinching is gone i was in such pain when i came in
0: you were in a lot of pain a lot of pain you're not in any right Please, no. 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 is that normal do you have times where you're not in any or is it usually noticeable it's noticeable it's around the clock noticeable but sometimes it's worse than others yes. but it's always there and it's not there at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. To in there. Go ahead, I walked through yeah. the back. Your hip feels totally fine. What was it like when you got here? What would that have felt like walking? Catching, grinding, popping. Not doing nothing. Feels good. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, what he's encouraging me to testify to was a few months back you came to town, East Texas. Remember the yeah, inmates? Yeah, Sulphur Springs. Well, I had lower back pain to the point where I thought, at, at times, the pain would be so bad I thought I'd be in a wheelchair. Well, but I was okay that day, but it still hurt. But anyway, one of the inmates prayed for me, <laughs> and I didn't feel any different. But a week and a half later, it was just like, gone cool. and I was just it was just like gone and then my mother goes well ginger because my little mother was in the meeting <laughs> do you think that was from Dan's meeting? And I was like, oh yeah. It took a week and a half to manifest.
0: Well here's the thing this is so beautiful yeah, that you it. Yeah I was healed but it took a week and yeah. a half. But well, what I'm saying is you don't let go. Faith right. is a point of, it's right. not a point in time. It's a position of heart. So pray, believe, receive all things. So at what point are we ever called to change our mind or draw a line and say, well, I guess God doesn't want to do it. I guess God didn't do it. I guess he's not going to do it. No. When you keep faith alive, the power of God keeps flowing into that situation. That's how your body changes. And there's a beautiful testimony. So you were in a meeting that we did back in August
1: Somewhere, they
0: brought sixty-five inmates no, the to the
1: church.
0: Was that sweet them. or what? It was adorable. They brought inmates out of the prison to the open service, and they sat in with us in their jumpsuits, wow. in their stripes. Wow. And how about all the people that got saved? We would have baptized like thirty-some people in the horse trough right on the front porch. Yeah. <laughs> I told you you didn't owe me nothing. I woke up to be more like him. (laughs) See? So I was a maniac back then, wasn't I? I'm still a maniac. Because I owe my Bible and he's the same. Are you all good? Whose body didn't change at all? Don't be hesitant to tell me. You're standing here and it's exactly the same as the first time we prayed. Let me see your hands. Lift them high. I want to see you. Look around. Is your person still here? Look around. Whose hand's are? Is that your person, whoever it is? Don't switch up people now. Don't be like, oh, you go over. God's moving through you, brother. But don't be like, hey, I don't want you, man. You was a dry bone the first time. No, you do that. See, I've been around us. I know how we think. We'll look at that little red-haired girl and say, she's full of Jesus. Get her, man. No, no, no. You stay where you're at, honey. Don't you move. Where's your person? You got your person? Does everybody got their person? If you don't have your person, find them. And if they're not here or they walked out on us or they're not here, somebody else grab them. Make sure you stand with them and ask what they need in prayer. These are people that nothing changed. All we're gonna do is six more seconds and I don't want you to change your prayer. Just bear with me if you can stay, let's do this. Pray six more seconds for the, ask their condition and then pray six more seconds and then see what changes in the room. That's just believe God. go. Yeah? Go for it guys, find out pray. This is short specific prayer and go ahead and wrap it up six
1: seconds yeah thanks god that's good
0: yay jesus thank you uh-huh come on these are people that nothing changed this whole time we're just believing again just to speak in life but we're not asking god to heal we're speaking to the mountains move. mountain move. amen Come on, guys! You're taking a long six seconds. You got milk it now. That is twenty-six seconds. Y'all ready? Amen. Amen. The people that raised their hands, please do me a favor. Check your bodies one more time and be completely honest. Don't exaggerate a thing. Don't try to make nobody feel good. We want you bet. Check your bodies. There was about eight of you. Check your bodies. Did any of you change at all that time? Anybody? That time you changed? Yeah. And are they? Oh, they're checking. You're just checking. Yeah, yeah. You changed. What happened? Um, That's right.
1: That's right. Okay. Maybe later tonight,
0: tomorrow, whatever. I know it's coming. Okay. Okay. I get you. So you couldn't really lift your leg. There's no way you can do that. She couldn't do that? What's going on in your back? Do you still feel pain right now in your back? I've
1: okay. got i my back.
0: Okay. Honey, the little girl to you put your hand right in the over her back. Just say back to do Just say back to you. Yep. All pain. All discomfort. All discomfort. You leave. And never come back. Back. Yes, Mr. Frasier. Yes, sir. Thanks, Matt. Move it around a little. Just, just gently move it around. and check it. Just check back. Tell me what you're feeling. Okay. Yeah, I believe that. Do you feel Do you feel any pain right now? And just tell me if you do. Don't make anything up. Be honest. I want you to hold. Would that hurt? Would that hurt? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't see her getting lively like this. <laughs> so you learned to live protected. You don't move a certain way because it'll out. Yeah. So you would not normally just. change. See? Absolutely. She had nothing up until then. You felt totally the same the whole time, through all the testimonies the whole time. We just prayed one more time and just spoke. If you want something hard to break and you already hit it with something hard and it didn't break, what's the average person going to
1: do?
0: I know you guys, man. You got a sledgehammer and you're trying to bust the tip of that rock off the top of your yard you can fill it in with dirt and mow over and you smoke and hit that thing hard and it just sat there and looked at you? You're swinging again. You might even go get a better weight hammer. You might, you know what I mean? And then you said, said, Honey, dinner. I'll be in in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's all believing. It's like hitting that hard thing with something harder. until it breaks. Amen? Is there anybody else? Something shifted or changed that last prayer out of my like eight or so people. Something changed? Something changed? You feel it getting better. Just something's happening. Okay, good. Back there? Something changing? Just a little bit? No, that's good. Listen, if it didn't change... Yeah? Not at all. But they were the whole time up until now. And that last time, it just shifted. Yeah. See, he's really helping me teach right now. <laughs> What's that? Somebody else? Yeah. What's going on over here? Some change. Yeah? Okay,
1: good.
0: Yeah? No, that's awesome. I'm not embarrassing you. Stretch your hands to this young lady. Although it's your You're getting Your goodness. Come on there. Yeah? Complete and total. Mm-hmm. God, I thank you for things. In Jesus' name. Every instrument, every. Yes. You will her Yeah. Jesus, name. that's really, really good. God, thank you. That's really good. He's doing that in you. That's the presence of Jesus. No, nope, that thing will not land. It cannot stop the love and power of God. Jesus, thank you. I love it. Okay, now listen. If if something didn't change in your body, when you leave here, guess what your response is when you get all alone? Father, thank you for all the things you've done and what you're doing in me. I so appreciate your unstoppable love for all of us. Thank you how you love me intimately. I receive your love. That sure be that should sure means, now how can all those people testify if nothing changed in my body? You can't tell me something and block my healing like, and i got to be doing something wrong and I think I need to let it. <laughs> yes, from yourself and your thinking. <laughs> Are you with me? Yeah. So whether it changed all the way, somewhat or not at all, the response is the same because the truth is the same. Yeah. And that's how your body changes. And Do you want
1: share something? losing my hearing. And I still have the ringing for a lot
0: Like okay, a tinnitus? Okay. And that's
1: the thing. People listen to my ear and my saying, but all uh, right, this is progressively to getting worse for a while. They, they told me it would. But. Uh, you feel the ringing, changing the other way so right high. now? Well, the muffling is is less. Okay. As far as sounding like I'm just got off an airplane, my ear top. Yeah. You know, that's gotten less. The ringing is still the high.
0: high. Okay. Let's just pray for you one more time so the body of Let's just pray. Somebody speak over to her that that tonight is or whatever they call it. Somebody speak that out loud. Yeah,
1: that's good. Yeah, because you love her. For you to
0: never sense yourself. Thank you for what you do. You're so good. Thank you for what you do. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? Can you hear that ringing the same? You hear it the same? Okay. When you leave here tonight, you get all alone. Uh, just thank God for loving you, and then he's bringing up things to stop. okay? You mm-hmm. go to sleep, go to bed, super thankful. And am I gonna see you anymore this weekend? Oh, I'm barely now. I'm just kidding.
1: Do you know anybody here?
0: Oh, okay, so you guys just came in from somewhere, and so you're, oh, okay. So I wanted to know. I just just wanted to find out. So if I don't see anyone, here's what I want to see. I want to see something about you. Stay in that place. Thank you, God. You're so good. No striving, no will. Just man, you're good. You mean that that ring doesn't have a chance. You you will not make money. So let You may. Go to bed in that place. And then I'm just, I'm excited to see about you. That's why I want to see you again. Because I, you see, countless things How many things happened in this room tonight? Yeah. Be honest. Be honest. If you were changed in some way, he'll completely or somewhat, raise your hand super high and leave it up for a second. Come on, guys. I mean, Yeah? That
1: is a lot of yeah?
0: Let's stay in this thing. Here's what he's teaching us. We can do this in the Holy Ghost. It wasn't me lining you all up and praying in my gifting. It was you praying from a simple place Getting it off of you Onto what you believe His goodness And bam Look how simple that was And there were some cool things I mean you're talking pins and rods You're talking taking off the glasses And distinguishing I mean this is some real bona fide stuff You're talking about Couldn't hear And right in front of us All of a sudden she's crying Going I hear that And she just starts crying right away That's a dead giveaway She heard that Yeah Fun stuff guys This is what happens when we believe. Yeah? So if something doesn't happen, you lose a loved one, you feel like you took a shot in the jaw in life, don't change what you believe. Keep looking to Jesus because that's where truth is. And keep your eyes on Him. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. And when you get your eyes off of Him and into rationale, you'll miss it back. Keep your eyes on Jesus. I love you, appreciate you.